This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ and welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Welcome to those of you worshiping at home and here in the pews. Welcome to those of you who are new here with us this morning as well as those who have been here for a very long time. It is a joy to worship with all of you this day. If you are here in the sanctuary this morning, you will find a red friendship pad in your pew. I will invite you to fill that out with the information listed as well as pass it along your pew. That way you can say hello to the folks you are sitting nearby. And it's a way for us to be able to follow up with new folks after the service. So we hope that you will participate in the life of the church in this way. I also want to make you aware of one announcement today. I hope you will join us after worship for our fellowship hour, which will be located in our memorial gardens right outside these doors on this beautiful summer day. We hope you will join us for the opportunity for this fellowship and life in our church. On this Youth in Mission Sunday, we give much thanks. In our text for today, the prophet Jeremiah compares God's blessing to the, likes of, to the liking of a tree. Like a tree, our Youth in Mission team has been blessed by the firm roots of your support and prayer. Through your blessing, we have been able to bless others in our work and life together in Hinton and Pipestem, West Virginia, this past week. So as the youth lead us in worship this morning, let us all rest beside the still waters of our God, and let us witness the fruit of the Spirit in our midst. Let us worship God together. As you are able, please stand and join me in our responsive call to worship. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, send out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and it le its leaves shall not or stay gray. Indeed, we are blessed by God. We are a blessing to each other. Let us continue to stand in body or spirit and join together in singing hymn number 301. Let us build a house.
important part of building a community where all may truly live and worship is to recognize our imperfections and receiving God's grace as we try and try again. So let us confess our sins using the prayer of confession as printed in your bulletin, followed by a time for silent confession. Merciful Savior, you stand beside us, yet we prefer to stand on our own. You chose us, yet we choose worry. You attend to us, yet we attend to our work. Forgive us, gentle teacher. Call us by name and visit us once more that we may find ourselves our joy, our purpose, and our hope. Help us to see ourselves with your eyes and receive the blessing you bestow beyond us and our neighbors. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ you are forgiven. Believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. with one another the peace of Christ using American Sign Language. May the peace of Christ be with you, and we respond also with you. Let us share with one another the peace of Christ. As we seek to hear God's word, read and proclaimed this day, let us prepare our hearts in prayer. Let us pray. Holy God, through your spirit, we see the fruit of our labor and the light of your love within each of us. Help us to hear your word of blessing this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes from Matthew 5, verses 1 through 10 and 16. Please join together in our responsive reading as it is found in your bulletin. Together, let us listen for the word of God. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, 
for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I now invite our young friends forward for a time for young disciples. You ready? Yeah. Come on up. Hello, MJ. Hello, Ben. You want to take a seat over here? Hey, Ben. Hello, McKinley and Harrison. Hello, hello. Hello, Lincoln. Well, hello, you all. I really missed you. I haven't seen you in a while because I went on a trip. I went on a trip with the people up here, you see them, and the people there who are wearing those blue shirts, and they have some marks on them because we did reverse tie-dye, and it looks really cool. But those people, we went on a trip together, and I want to introduce you to my friend Avery. Say hi, Avery. Avery went on this trip, and she's been on this trip how many times, Avery? This is my fourth time. This was Avery's fourth time. And so I want to ask Avery some questions, because this was her last time going on the trip, and we can learn a lot from Avery. So, Avery, what is your favorite color? My favorite color is periwinkle. Avery's favorite color is periwinkle. What color is close to that? Oh. So like a light purple. Yeah, it's like a light purple or pink. Very good. Oh, so, we, so now we know a little bit about Avery. So Avery, why don't you tell us what is the mission trip? It is a trip where our youth go to Pipe Sem, West Virginia, yeah. and we help fix houses for people who really need it. Yeah, we go to Pipe Sem, West Virginia, and we fix houses. And so what's your favorite part of the trip, Avery? Well, there are a lot of great parts, but my favorite part did you hear that? Her favorite part is square dancing. We square dance at the mission trip. That's pretty cool. So one last question, Avery. Where do you experience God on this trip? I see God in the people, both the strangers and friends you meet down there, and also every single person who goes on this trip. That is so cool. Avery experiences God in the people, the people that we serve on this trip, also the people that we serve with, our friends in this church. And so when you get to be as old as Avery, you will be able to go on this trip. Because there are many people in this room who went on that trip. And we give thanks for the reasons that this, this church supports youth and supports West Virginia and the mission in the world. Okay? So let us pray. Let us repeat after Avery. God, we thank you for your many blessings. For your many blessings. And we pray. And we pray that you help us be a blessing to others. That you help us be a blessing to others. Amen. Amen. Can we say thank you to Avery? Thank you, Avery. All right, now you all can head back to your pews or back to the nursery, okay?
second scripture reading comes from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 7 and 8. Listen for the word of the Lord. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be planted like a tree by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the, the word of the Lord will stand forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. So when I first was invited for this mission trip by Mr. Dan, I was a bit nervous. I didn't know any of the kids on the trip, and this was my first ever mission trip, so I had no idea what to expect. And while I was packing for this trip, I was doubting whether I actually wanted to go or not, whether I would be able to make friends or grow personally through this experience. But one way I did make friends was on the work site itself. The homeowner of the house we worked on was a retired nurse who dedicated her life to serving others. But she recently retired due to health issues. Even now, she spends her time volunteering at youth camps. She needed our help for projects around the house, which uh, would not have been completed without us. We scraped paint, replaced rotten boards, fixed cracks, and painted the house and shutters. Working as a team on the worksite forced me to talk to people who I probably wouldn't have talked to otherwise, and this helped me uh, make new friends. I was really surprised about how welcoming and friendly everyone was on the trip, and I felt a sense of community, and I also felt that I had someone who, who was there for me. Working on the worksite also gave me a new perspective of what hard work can accomplish and how rewarding the result can be. I learned to challenge myself in a way I didn't know I could. I built confidence in myself and I reached new heights literally by climbing 30-foot ladders. And every morning also I would wake up early to watch the sunrise with some of my friends that I had made. Now I'm usually not a morning person but while I was on this trip I looked forward to waking up at 5 a.m. and sitting out in the cold but <laughs> I had people to be there with me, and it was really fun. I, I felt at peace when I would watch the sun rise above the horizon. Something about being outside in nature made me forget all about my stresses and made me feel relaxed. I felt God's presence while I sat on the mountain waiting for the sun to come up. Altogether, this mission trip has brought me closer to friends that I never knew I would meet and gave me a new perspective on hard work. I truly feel blessed to have this opportunity to go on this mission trip, and I feel like a blessing to help people with their houses while having a great time with new friends. To be honest, I thought this mission trip would only be about the worksite and helping others. While that was a major part of the trip, I soon realized that I also made new friends and learned from this incredible experience.
My oldest sibling had gone on her first mission trip 12 years ago. I was five years old. And she continued to go on the next four trips, and my brother followed shortly behind. I grew up knowing nothing about the trip, except for that I would eventually go on it. Now that I've concluded my third pilgrimage to West Virginia, building porches and painting houses in these small mountain communities has become normal. There are some things that you can expect every year. Square dancing, the menu, lunchtime naps, overwhelming emotion. But there are also things that you can't predict. The bonds you make with people you've known for only one day, or the intensity of the work that we do. And lastly, something that changes every year is the theme for the week. The theme this week was blessings. We talked about what a blessing means to us. We said a blessing is a gift. A blessing is light, warmth, protection, guidance, love. We were told to look out for moments where we were blessed and moments where we were blessings. The answer seems simple. I am a blessing for helping to improve a stranger's life, and I have been blessed by everyone on the trip and the experience as a whole. But I wanted to dig deeper. Throughout the week, I tried to keep an eye out for moments where I really felt like I had blessed someone, and it was hard. We were not able to meet the owner of the home that most of us spent all week at, and to not be able to see the appreciation from the person we were helping made it difficult to feel like I had actually been a blessing at all. So on our last day, we finished early and packed up to leave. While most people left the original work site to visit a second project we had been working on, a few of us stayed behind for a quick finishing touch. On our way back to the Folklife Center, we decided to take a pit stop at a local stained glass store. The store was no larger than a single car garage and doubled as a workshop for one elderly man who sat in his rocking chair watching the river flow by through his window. Next to him was a woman who stood up quickly to greet us. She asked us where we're from and why our hands and legs were covered in paint. We told her we we're from Morrisville, Pennsylvania, and we had just been painting a house. She was overjoyed to hear that we were from so far away and urged us to take a look around and sign the guest book. We were admiring the impressive pieces of art when she finally asked, why are you here? So we told her, we're a part of a church that comes to West Virginia every year to volunteer a week of hard work to improving homes around Pipestem. Upon hearing that, she began telling us about a litter of cats that she needed homes for. We said, no, no, sorry, we, we can't take any animals home. But then she pulled out three small stained glass kittens and invited us to take our pick. She told us that we have to take them home, clean them, and name them. And if we don't, we have to bring them back. <laughs> she heard our story and was so touched by our efforts that she wanted to give us each a gift. This was a true blessing. It was a blessing because it reminded me of how special and important the trip really is. And she helped me figure out the theme. It really is that simple. The youth and mission are all blessings because what we do on this trip not only impacts the homeowners, 
but also their neighbors, who lend us tools and watch us work, and their extended family, who check in on us and look out for the homeowner while she's away. It impacts friends of homeowners, who know how badly some of these folks need help. And it affects strangers who live in the towns that we work in. Strangers who have no context and no obligation to us. These people feel truly and utterly blessed by our presence in their small town. And I will cherish this cat forever as a reminder that oftentimes where blessings are given, blessings are received. And I picked out a name for the cat, Grace. It was without hesitation that when Pastor Alex asked me if I wanted to give a sermon today, my answer was absolutely. No thoughts, just a yes, Pastor Alex, I would love to give a sermon. Then, only about five minutes after he asked, I realized what I had gotten myself into. I mean, what should my sermon be about? Maybe science? I've always loved physics and the mysteries of the universe and how God influences our natural existence. Or maybe music, and how it has impacted my life and connection to God. But then I thought back to only a few days prior to Pastor Alex's question. I thought back to the moment when we first arrived at the Appalachian South Folklife Center. A few people and I started scoping out the campground, trying to notice any changes and remembering moments from past mission trips. We ended up just sitting on the stage at the furthest end of the property and just sat there in silence. Not an awkward, not knowing what to say silence, but a very comfortable silence. I broke that silence with a question. What is your favorite thing about God? Wow. That was a hard one, and I asked the question. I mean, God is literally in everything and everyone. How could someone possibly pick even just one thing? So I thought for a bit more. And I think I found my answer. The moments of contentment. Contentment has always been a weird subject to me. I have always been a busy person, wanting to be in every club or activity or choir or learning any instrument and curious about every topic that came up. Stopping or slowing down in any way had never even entered my mind. There were some days last year I would spend 15 hours away from home. I'd wake up and leave to take any makeup tests early in the morning, have a full day of school with honors and AP classes, have musical practice, jazz band rehearsal, gym night practice, call my girlfriend on the ride home not knowing when the next time we'd be able to see each other out of school was, spend 10 minutes with my family, and go up and do any homework I could before at least trying to get a healthy amount of sleep and doing it all over again. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love doing it all, like spending time with my friends in the musical and playing some nice jazz with the band but it was so non-stop. And every once in a while, there were days when I had absolutely nothing, and I would just lay down and do exactly that. I would freeze and feel guilty for not doing anything instead of being content with my free time that I had, that the next day I would do even more than before. For most of the school year, I did this pattern of busy days and nothing days. I chose to do everything, so why was it so hard? Who am I trying to impress? Myself? My friends? 
My family? God? I know that he wants me to use my time and talents to be a blessing for others. But at what cost? And then I went to the Appalachian South Folk Life Center in Pipestem, West Virginia. I walked down to that stage, and I was content. The air was still, the sky was clear, the wind was whistling in my ear, and the silence was filled with safety. I knew God was impressed and happy with all I have done, regardless of the quantity. It's in the moments of reflection that we look back and find that we were blessed and thankful and full with contentment. I also realize that this contentment doesn't just have to be happy. It's okay to be sad or angry or upset or empty or lost. That's human. But God is there. Always. We might not know that until after these moments he gives us. And he gives us these moments so that any emotion you have, God will bless you with safety and calmness and with content. So how do I take this newly found information and apply it to my own life? It's extremely challenging, as I still want to do everything, but I know that it's only going to hurt me. I now know that if I am to keep going, I need to limit myself and realize that I need to put 100% of myself into everything that I do so that I can be content with what I accomplished and not live up to unattainable expectations I put on myself. It's a very hard concept to grasp, but I'm still learning. I'm learning to limit myself, I'm learning to find my priorities, and I'm learning to enjoy life one moment at a time. And God will aid me in my journey. He has my entire life. Because God does not need me to be perfect. I have learned to put quality over quantity in the actions and deeds. This past week, God has given us the opportunity to be blessed by the people we were surrounded by and to be a blessing to those we served. It is my sincere prayer that everyone recognizes the blessing when God gives us the opportunity of being content. As we seek the ways we are blessed and how we can be a blessing to others, please stand and join together in singing hymn number 749, Come Live in the Light.
having heard the word read and proclaimed this day, please stand and join me in affirming our faith by reading the words of a brief statement of faith as they are listed in your bulletin. We trust in Jesus Christ, fully human, fully God. Jesus proclaimed the reign of God, preaching good news to the poor and released the captives teaching by word and deed and blessing the children, healing the sick and binding up the brokenhearted, eating with outcasts, forgiving the sinners, and calling all to repent and believe in the gospel. We trust in God the Holy Spirit, everywhere the giver and river of life. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, sets us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor, and binds us together with all believers in the one body of Christ, the Church. In gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit, we strive to serve Christ in our daily tasks and to live holy and joyful lives even as we catch for God's new heaven and new earth, praying, Come, Lord Jesus. Please be seated. Let us pray. We praise you, God, our creator, for your handiwork in shaping and sustaining your wondrous creation. In the miracles of life and in the wonders of living, we witness your glory. In the particular blessings we cherish this day, we praise your goodness. When young people serve, when adults mentor, and when a congregation loves, we give you thanks. For we often feel the drought and dry places of work and toil, so we, when we have an opportunity to witness your abundant glory and the dim places of your grace, we raise our gratitude to the heavens. God our Savior, you guide us through the words of prophets, and you say that prayer can move mountains. Jesus Christ, hear before us the prayers we hold in the hearts of our community, our country, and our world. We pray for our neighbors, near and far, whose prayers may be different or the same, but nonetheless change us through simple acts of relationship and being. We pray that in every land there might be peace and justice and love. We pray that in our own communities, people who are troubled, people who suffer, people who grieve, might find support and encouragement through your word and your church. We pray that each and every one of us may be open to the grace within ourselves and the divine within our neighbor, so that we can see people as people and be restored to your amazing peace and wholeness. Holy Spirit, who is with us near and far, strengthen us in our work and worship and life. Fill our hearts with your self-giving love and self-restoring grace. Use our voices so that we may speak to your praise and profess the care of others. Shape our spirits so that we may see ourselves as a blessing and we may bless the world with our unique gifts you have given us to share. We pray all this in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
God tells us that all of us are loved and blessed, and that we are a blessing to others. So let us take time now to reflect on how we might share our blessing with the world. Let us give of our time, our talents, our tithes, and our offerings. for who you are and who you have created each of us to be. We pray that you might bless these offerings so that your work may continue to the ends of the age. 
Amen. As you are able, please remain standing and join together in singing hymn number 700, I'm going to live so God can use me. Indeed, we have heard the word read and proclaimed for us this day that all of us, all of you, are blessed. And God calls us to be a blessing in the world. So as we go, may it be so. And as we go, may the peace of Christ go with you. Wherever he may send you, may he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again with this community. You may be seated. Come on in.